Welcome to the Two Vets Talk Pets podcast, hosted by veterinarians Dr. Lewis Kirkham and Dr. Robbie Anderton, who'll give you the inside scoop on the secret lives of your pets and have a lighthearted look at the latest animal news, health tips, and other random facts. All names of people and pets have been changed for confidentiality, so if the story sounds familiar, don't flatter yourself. Every owner is just as animal crazy as you are. So sit down, place your furry feathered or scaly best friend on your lap, and it's over to Lewis and Robbie. Thank you, TV's Adam Zwar and the US Army Blues TVTP podcast, Big Band Orchestra. Welcome, listeners, to episode eight, the Ocho of the Two Vets Talk Pets podcast. I am Dr. Robbie Anderton, and I am joined by the founder, CEO, and patent pending holder of Dr. Lewis's anti shark spray infused LED lined hydronically heated wetsuits for surfers who happen to look like tasty seals. It's Dr. Lewis Kirkham. Lewis, how you going, mate? Oh, good, Robbie. Good, Robbie. I love that intro. Mate, that's uh, that's fantastic. Very, very impressed. I must say though, yeah, your voice sounds particularly resonant. It's got a real dulcet tone. Is there something you've done differently? There's I have not. I've, I've been doing some uh, doing some voice coaching work, mate. <laughs> you know, I've been uh, we've been going and speaking to someone. Going now, look, you need to work a little bit harder. Right? You've been sounding a little bit tinny before, so I've been working on the tones. I've been channeling the Barry White. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Uh, the um, I just the uh, I reckon it's actually the new microphones we've got, mate. I'm talking about. Oh, the microphones, of course. But how how did this funny thing I've got in my yeah, hand, mate? But I'm, I'm wondering. I think there's a bit of a discrepancy in the in the uh, the ranking of the the podcast, mate. Well, how come you've got the gold plated uh, microphone? I'm just here with the uh, the titanium color. The titanium one. Well, that's right. Titanium is still a very special metal, too, mate. It's fine. It's fine. Sorry, it's only because I ran out of the gold uh, the gold spray paint from uh, Bunnings. <laughs> Maybe we should do that. Maybe we should bling these things up. Because listeners, that we've we've both got ourselves some microphones, so we've uh, we've we've gone all high tech. We um we we got away with using Lewis's little uh you know the the little microphone oh, verbatim um, yeah like uh, answer the phone kind of microphone thing we had the one for over a while, the didn't we? Yeah, yeah. You, you just had it sat in between the two of us trying to work it. We have it closer to you, closer to me. <laughs> yeah, we've we, we've gone out now. Now we're all professional. We, we are professional, mate. A, so a microphone well, welcome to the dulcet tones, listeners of the two vets talk pets. That's right. Look, yeah. Oh, this this week, mate. Um, it's a bit of an update on the megrosophagus in the dogs. Oh yes, um, yeah. The we police dogs a, we talked about um, a few weeks ago. Yeah. So look, uh, for those who who, who you know, haven't listened to the previous podcast, but there were quite a few dogs that uh, that developed a condition called megrosophagus. Yes. Um, the mega O. The mega O, as we like to call it here at uh, Two Vets Talk Pets. Um, and uh, now it seems like the latest is there's about 74 cases of megrosophagus that have been confirmed. 74? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I know, it's a lot, isn't it? Through And that was since a, a call was put out to vets, basically. So they had the police dogs, yeah. you know, that were lined up and they called out to vets and they've got 74 cases now. And all those cases... Um, have eaten the advanced Dermacare dry wow. food. Wow! Yeah. So wow. look, Dr. Caroline Mansfield's the 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 head vet down at Melbourne Uni there, yeah. and her quote is, "This is quoting her: We do believe that there is an association between the food and megaesophagus, but we do have to go through several steps to prove to prove it convincingly." Wow, so gee whiz! I think they, they, there's more testing that they're doing. Um, Advance, uh, who who make the the food yeah. out of uh, is it uh, Mars? I think it's Mars. Mars. Yeah, Mars. yeah. They have offered to reimburse any vet bills for any dog with megrosophagus wow. that's eaten the food since July last year. Right. Okay. Um, so there is options there if you think your dog's unwell and you've been feeding the food. Obviously, stop feeding the food. Yes, absolutely. Um, yeah. But uh, but contact your vet and and uh, and they can you know look into the tests and, and check out that your dog's okay. So that's incredible, isn't it? Uh-huh. Um, and and just in case you yeah, just to re go over it again, just touch on it quickly. What are we seeing for with signs of a megrosophagus? You know, it's regurge over vomiting. So it's yes. going to be more that um, the dogs, rather than doing the real rich, rich vomiting up, yeah. it's more going to be just the and out it comes. Yeah, like under, undigested, out. almost the food coming back out again, just a bit slimy, isn't yeah, it? That's right. yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So yeah, if your if your pets are showing the dogs showing that, and you've been feeding the advanced derm care, oh yeah, my goodness, seventy yeah. four. Yeah, it's, it's big, isn't it? Yeah, wow, yeah. That's, huge. that's a lot of dogs. Yeah, it's it's a real worry that something like this can can get through to make so many dogs. 
dog's unwell, you know. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. That's incredible. So anyway, how's your week been, mate? Uh, yeah, it's been pretty good, mate. I've had, um, you know, been uh, been busy at work. I was um, I was doing surgery the other day, right? And um, uh, I, I I felt something on my neck. So you're in doing surgery, you're all scrubbed up, you got your gloves on and things. Yes. Um, and sometimes you get an itch. All right? sterile, yeah. You all, can't all touch anything, can you? Don't touch no, anything. No, you know? no. Uh, and and so I felt something on the back of my neck, and I and I said to the nurse, oh, "Look, could you just have a check on the back of my neck because I think there's, <laughs> you know, just just check and make sure there isn't anything was there." It, was it hair? Well, well, it wasn't any hair, mate. You know, just it's creeping a, up, you know. <laughs> it's my mullet that's just slowly growing, you know. <laughs> Your grow, yeah. <laughs> i got to keep shaving that at night, you know, just otherwise it just, it's the cranbone in me coming yeah, out. The, yeah, the Collingwood, I would the have Collingwood, said. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, my teeth fall yeah. out, the mullet well, grows. We won't, we won't bring up the teeth because no one can see them, but yeah. yeah. That's <laughs> <laughs> it's the whistling that you're hearing, you know. Just, just, they've got these new microphones. Well, that's whistling. It's yeah. just my Collingwood teeth just falling out all the time. Um, so I've said to the nurse, look, have a look. I'm just worried. It could be a spider, and she's gone. Well, I don't like spiders. Yeah. I said, well, yeah, regardless, I I can't touch you because I'm I'm doing surgery. You're, you around, you're, you're around, a surgeon. I'm deep in this surgery. Go around and check and make sure it's not a spider. And so she's gone around. She's gone. No, nah, it's not a spider. I said, did you even look? <laughs> she went, yeah, I looked. It's not a spider. I said, are you sure though? If I can feel something crawling around there. She went, no, nah, no, nah, it's nothing, nothing there. It's not a spider. And so I'm finishing the surgery, uh, yeah. And so then I've gone and had a look at my, um, you know, look, looked at my shirt, and here's a little ant crawling down on my on my shirt. Good dude, you didn't even check. She's gone. Look, I'll be honest with you. When you said spider, I didn't want to look, so I went around there. And I just told you that I couldn't see it. <laughs> oh, jeez. So you could collapse from the the redback bite, but yeah. she wouldn't. She wouldn't, even, she wouldn't even cared. Yeah. So so much for support yeah. stuff. But no, that's all right. Oh. I put her in a hard place. Lewis, Lewis, saying, look, you know, I'm a little bit worried that there's a spider there, and you know, she's obviously got a phobia about spiders. Oh. Yeah. One of one of my nurses, um, Joe. I'm not sure if she's uh, she's going to listen. Um, she had a thing about cotton wool. Shout out to Joe. Shout out to Joe. Yes. Know? Um, yeah. This name hasn't been changed, Joe. <laughs> You know, um, but uh, but she's got a thing about uh, about cotton wool. Oh, I had a nurse exactly the same. Yes, yeah. it must be common. Yeah, oh, go on, just in, just crazy. So so she couldn't use cotton wool when we're trying to do things, or if we had cotton wool and she had to remove it, she'd use um, forceps to try and take it wow. out. You know, um, and uh, and I was sort of joking with her once about saying, "Oh, Joe, what would you do if I filled up your handbag with <laughs> cotton wool?" She gave me a look, Lewis, that made me think, "I'm not going to put any cotton wool in your handbag, Joe. Don't worry." Well, unlike, unlike what I did to our nurse, so you told us that she didn't like cotton wool. She like the the squeakiness of it. So when she oh, picks yeah. it up dry, it's, it's sort of you know it sort of squeaks and squeaks a little bit. Yeah. So if it was wet, it was okay. So I've come out. I've come out of the, the consult room. Yeah. My ears stuffed full of cotton wool <laughs> and all this hot cotton wool out of my mouth. And I jumped in front of her at the consult room. <laughs> she absolutely just freaked out. out. Yeah. <laughs> well, it wasn't, I probably should have taken it a little bit more seriously her phobia. But yeah. yeah that's, well, it's about desensitization. Yeah. We're talking about or, it the other or day. Flooding. Flooding. Yeah. Just, yeah. Chuck the spider at them, get her, get over it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. As long, as long as they don't go into a cardiac arrest, then they're fine after that. Yeah. Um, but uh, you know, uh, so yeah, the only turned out to be an ant, so that's fine. You know, yeah. and I was um, not uh, a bull ant. Not a bull ant. Yeah, no, right, no, no, no. Yeah. Just, just one of the nice little black ones. <laughs> yeah. you know, just, I, I took him out to the garden, mate. I just oh, scrubbed him off um, in the garden. And go, there you go, mate. Be free. Did you give him a full health check? You know, I, I tried Update with vaccinations, worming. I, I did. I tried to look at it, listen to him at the stethoscope, and then I squished him. So I felt a little bit bad from that. You know? <laughs> um, oh, but um, but I, um, you know, it's sort of it's it's a bit off the topic of vet stuff. But Lewis, I am so excited. I am so excited this week. Right? Yeah, what's yeah. up? Um, and uh, and as I was driving out to the out to the pod cave to um to come yes. and record, I, I got another another uh, a burst of excitement as well. Mate, yeah. I, I've only got two sleeps. Right? This, this will probably go up tomorrow or, or Friday. Yeah. Right? But so this Friday, I'm going to go and see Avengers Infinity War at IMAX in 3D. Right. With, 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 with friend of the show, Dave Wilson. Yeah, Willow. Welcome, Willow. Willow and I go on mandates. We go and see movies together because both of our wives don't like seeing the uh, the movies that we like to see. And you're excited. Mate, you you have no idea. Yeah. I've been watching that. Like, I've been reading comics for years, right? right? Um, okay. And so been watching the Marvel movies for the last 10 years and I've been just 
towing in a Roman sandal to get in there and watch this movie. So seriously, I got two sleeps to go. Oh, oh wow. No, well, I'm, well, I'm, hopefully we'll get through the podcast. So you <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know. It's a, bit, it's a bit weird, but I just want to think, oh, you know what? Yeah, I'll, I'll bring it up. It's a, it gives the listeners an insight in me. So excited to see this damn movie, mate. It's going to be awesome. All right. Now, what's a, what about the disclaimer? Oh, yep, yep. So disclaimer, all advice on this show is general in nature. So please consult your veterinarian before following any advice for your pet. We do our best to provide the most up-to-date information, but as veterinary medicine is continually advancing and changing please let us know if we have missed anything or if there's anything else you would like to clarify awesome Fantastic. so what do you got today mate so mate what i've got um so we've just had anzac day yes. um and um i uh i was reading something a couple of years ago um like something came up about a thing called the dickon medal yes. or actually it was about a um it was about a cat right and a cat that had received the dickon medal the animal's version of the victoria cross oh wow right and so i thought that sounds interesting so i i had a look at uh, up on uh, Wikipedia, yeah. and um, we're all good information, all truthful, good, yeah, truthful, yeah. fake news, <laughs> fake news. Um, and so I, I fell down a Wikipedia hole, right? Yeah. So, I, so I've I've looked up um Simon the cat, right? Um, and Simon so the cat, right? uh, and about the the Dickon Medal. So the Dickon Medal, right? Give you a bit of background. Maria Dickon was the founder of the People's Dispensary for Sick Animals, the PDSA, which is a British veterinary charity. She established the award for any animal displaying conspicuous gallantry and devotion to duty whilst serving with the British Empire Armed Forces or the Civil Emergency Services. Right, fantastic. So, um, this right. is this is off from um from from Wikipedia, right? Yeah. So so this so this lady she's decided right, okay, the animals that are serving, right? And because first this is in the Second World War. So the First World War there were thousands and thousands and thousands of animals that served and died right. you know horses camels yes. um beasts of burden so um cattle horses all sorts of stuff um and they actually gave a post hum post post humus yeah, post yeah, after they die. After they've died. Yeah, Thank yeah. you very much there. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, award to all the animals of the First World War. But yeah. these ones were ones where they actually you know, gave the awards to the animals you know, for conspicuous um, acts yes, of, of yes. gallantry yeah, or things. Bravery the beyond the, the, the call. Well, absolutely. And so um, it sort of brings up a couple of the um, the, the recipients of it. So the, the medal was awarded 54 times between 1943 and 1949. 32 pigeons... 18 dogs, three horses, and one ship's cat. One ship. That's with a P. Ship's the cat. The new microphone yep. got that, I think. He was, he, ship uh, cat. And it was only a little ship that he was on. He <laughs> was only a little cat too. Um, so, uh, so yeah, this is when I started reading. So, Simon, right, was the, was the ship's cat yes. who served on the HMS Amethyst in 1949 during the Yangtze incident. So was, this is after the Second World War, right? But um, he received the PDSA Dickon Medal after surviving injuries from a cannon shell, raising Ooh. morale and killing off a rat infestation during his service. Wow. A rat infestation. A rat infestation, right? Impressive. So, so Simon started off as a stray cat that one of the sailors brought onto the boat. Um, uh, he integrated himself with the crew and officers, particularly because he was adept at catching and killing the rats on the lower decks. Simon rapidly gained a reputation for cheekiness, leaving presence of dead rats in sailors' beds and sleeping in the captain's cap. They saw him as a good luck omen. Uh, so dot, dot, dot. <laughs> so... <laughs> A good luck omen, as if you got a rat's body in your bed. That was good luck. It was good luck. Like the horse's head, but a rat's head. Well, well it was a dead rat, so that's <laughs> be, it's better than finding a live rat. Live rat. <laughs> Maybe he was catching so many of them that he was just filling himself up. He's gone, He's gone yeah, I'll store this one under this pillow for later and this one over here for later. Where just spread them out. Where did this rat go? Yeah. I, I'm sure I put a rat here, yes. Yeah, so I'll put another one here <laughs> now. Um, so uh, so uh, on the Yangtze River, okay, halfway up the river, the ship became embroiled in what's been known as the Amethyst Incident, where enemy fire fell upon the ship. One of the first rounds tore through the captain's cabin, seriously wounding Simon. And the lieutenant oh. commander, so the, the leader of the, the, the boat, the head of the boat, he died of his wounds soon after the attack. Yeah. Right? Right. So badly wounded Simon... Simon crawled on deck and was rushed to the medical bay. Doesn't say whether or not they rushed the lieutenant commander to the uh, to the medical bay. You know, <laughs> Simon, but Simon, Simon was rushed to the bay, yeah, medical bay, yeah. where the ship's surviving medical staff cleaned his burns and removed four pieces of shrapnel. But he was not expected to last the night. He managed to survive after a period of recovery. Simon returned to his former duties. While anchored in the river, the ship had become overrun with rats, and Simon took to the task of removing oh, them with vigour so as well as raising the morale of sailors. So while he was sick, the rats had gone. 
It's our chance now. Let's go. Let's, Wait, go. Let's take over. They've, they've taken over he's again. Had his convalescence. He's, he's convalescent. He's back on board. Four pieces of shrapnel, half blown apart by a cannon shell, and he still manages wow. to get back and then keep on chasing That's the rats. That's amazing. Hey, how many, oh no, it's a bit of a side note, how many cats do you reckon you've seen where you've x-rayed them and they've got a bullet in them? Well, they've got an air, air rifle uh, pellet in them. Back in Warrigal, all the time. Yeah, in all, sale, all, the, all time. the time. Yeah, too, yeah. yeah. I haven't haven't seen it in Mount Waverley. <laughs> you know, not sure. You see many of those in Turak yeah, and Port not Melbourne. Not a lot in Turak. Not a lot in Melbourne. No, it's funny about that. You should say that. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. You'd, you'd get them in for something totally unrelated. Yeah. Take an X-ray, and they're carrying so much shrapnel. Oh. How can this? How can a cat survive? But that's it's amazing. Like, it's lucky it doesn't have to walk through a, uh, you know, uh, walk through a metal detector to get into yeah. the airport. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's got well, a written note. Oh, I'm, I'm full of uh, air rifle pellets. Uh, well, it's thanks. interesting. And and then you say that now that I've been thinking about it, because now we're doing a lot more MRIs in animals. Um, I wonder whether or not if they get animals up from the country, whether or not they actually just take survey X-rays just to check and make yeah, sure that the there's metal, no metal work metal in there. Set it off. Yeah, yeah, yeah because otherwise yeah. that'd uh, yeah blow a nice hole in their, uh, wow. you know, in their MRI. Yeah. Um, yeah, look, I, I did a bit of looking into this when you said you're going to talk about this. I hope I'm yeah. not jumping in. No, go for it. Animals at war. I mean, you mentioned some of the common ones, you know, yeah. the horses, the cattle. Some of the other animals that went to war, yeah. a little bit different. Moose. A moose? Moose, moose went to war. Wow. Hawks. Hawks, Hawks okay. And our old mate Sudan, rhinoceros. No, I really? I don't remember him saying on his Tinder profile, <laughs> ex-veteran. Maybe ex-veteran, that would have attracted the lady. army vet. Yeah, that would, might have attracted the ladies a bit better. Might Had have done. Mentioned that on his Tinder profile and he might not be extinct now. No. But bats. Bats as bats, well. Bats as well. Oh, the bats, they're an unusual experiment in World War Two. Right. Uh, they were intended to carry small timed bombs. Oh no, really? <laughs> and they were supposed to fly the bombs into Japanese houses and set the houses on fire. Wow. The army used about 6,000 of them. Gee whiz. But the project proved to be unsuccessful and was soon abandoned. Now, Gee whiz. I, I, if you go to a cave yeah. and you see bats... They fly out and they fly back in. Yes, yeah, I'm wondering, yeah. are we talking more your boomerang kind yeah, of thing? I was, I yep, set the timer, no worries. <laughs> yep, in one minute, you go and fly into, into the Japanese little yeah, hoochie like, house, which yes, yeah. over there, and then they've got, oh, hang on, he's coming back. Oh, oh no. And it's not just one. <laughs> it's not just one. There's 6,000. 6,000. 6,000 are all, all coming, coming back. back. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Barry, this is a really stupid <laughs> idea, Barry. Whose idea was this? <laughs> as well, glowworms. Right, glowworms. Yeah. I'm not sure, you know, how they treated them if they're unwell. Yeah, what do they do with the glowworms? Well, glowworms uh, in World War y- One. Yeah, they used them in jars to create glowworm lanterns. Okay, right. Yeah, uh, and only they reckon it took only a few specimens of the insects of the insect species to emit a lo- enough light to study maps and to read letters. Really? How's that? Wow, that's all right. That's and the last one. Yeah, chickens. 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 Now I like this. This is a quote from where I got. I'm not sure. I think this was. Oh, I'm sure this is out of the telegraph, the the Telegraph or New yeah. York Times or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Re- reputable. Yeah, 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 for sure. If you think KFC only refers to the fast food chain, you've probably never heard of Kuwaiti Field Chicken. No, Kuwaiti. <laughs> secret, are they finger licking good as well? <laughs> a secret military operation in the American Army in the Gulf Wars. In the operation, the American soldiers adopted 250 chickens to carry atop their Humvees, their right. vehicles. Sensitive to poisonous gases, the chickens would serve as early warning devices of chemical warfare. Oh, no. The, the, the canary in the coal <laughs> the mine. The canary in the coal mine. Wow. On. Gee that whiz. Amazing? That's crazy. Fantastic. Yeah. No, yeah so there's some bit of the, the, the more different. Yeah. Leader. I'm sure they didn't get the uh, the Dickens medal, but... but no, no, but, but they served. They, they they still served. They did their part. Yes, they did their part. Right, the chickens, yes. Um, and I wanted to tell you about one other story what I was reading. So um, what we'll do in the show notes, we'll put a link through to the Wikipedia page. And so you can go through another because they've got little dissertations on a lot of the different animals. Like oh, yeah? So, some, of the, like, um, some of the dogs, they were paratrooper dogs. They were um, ones that were um, fishing people out of rubble for um, like after air raids and things. But one that really, really, really caught me was a, um, a pointer um, called Judy. 
Yes. Right. So, um, so she was she survived one sinking ship in the Pacific. Right. So she was in a um a ship that was torpedoed. Yes. Um, the her and the um the, the her owner the carer um got to land. They then tracked two hundred kilometers through the jungle to get to um where there was supposed to be a port to try and catch up with the rest of the Commonwealth forces before they got out. Two hundred kilometers. And they missed them by a day. Oh. So then they got taken up um into so. The, all the soldiers got taken into a POW camp. She got smuggled into the POW camp and was there um, as part of the um, the morale force for, for yeah, trying to help fantastic. to keep all the soldiers yeah, up, yes. right? Then all the POWs got onto another ship. They, they had to smuggle the dog on. They had to smuggle Judy in in a sack so the guy taught her how to lie in a sack and be still so that it looked like he was carrying a sack of rice wow. right so for 3 hours she was standing on the um on this guy's back and he's holding it and she's just dead still that ship got torpedoed oh. right so of the 700 people on there there was only like i think it was 500 of them died right she got thrown overboard in the sack and the guy got separated from her he survived and he thought Judy must have died yes. right he then heard a story of a dog that was helping to pull survivors out of the water, oh. right? At another POW camp, he caught back up with her. So he caught back up with Judy again. The guards were trying to kill Judy, so she'd have to run off into the jungle when the guards were coming, right? That's she amazing. then got smuggled getting back into England again, and she still lived out her days with her um with her, her partner, right? Absolutely unbelievable. Yeah. So guys, go if you've got time, if you if you if you need some procrastination, follow the link and go through and have a read about Judy and have a read about some of the others. Like there's another one, Tish, that was um, uh, that, that did some really good stuff. So, wow. yeah, yeah. Um, oh. And pigeons that were returning uh, messages from the um, from the Western Front and yeah. things like well, that. I think that was the part of the reason they Oh, sorry, from the from D-Day. Yeah, yeah. yeah hawks to get the pigeons. Yeah, so now the pigeons. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah so, but oh, I think the Germans tried to use them, but. Don't know how successful they were, but yeah, look, look, Anzac Day, it was a fantastic day. Um, certainly, my girls marched. They marched as part of the Girl Guides. Okay, excellent. Yeah. Um, so I was really, really, really impressed with what they did. And my youngest actually, um, she ended up at the end of the march as part of her Girl Guide, one of her badges. Yeah. She uh, had to interview someone who served. So right. we, we sort of walking around, and uh, she's. A bit wary of men, you know, that's yeah. fair enough. So we wanted to find a nice nurse or something like that. So we yep. walked up to these nice ladies in some sort of green uniforms. Yeah. And uh, and we got chatting. And they were from the, the, the Women's Land Army. Okay, I don't right. Know if you heard the Women's Land no, Army. No, no. What's the, But no. basically these women, when they were 18 years old, the one we talked to was a dressmaker. Yeah. And she got sent to a farm in East Gippsland at 18 years of age to do the work of the men that weren't available on the farms. Oh, right, and okay. so she was put onto a dairy farm, never worked at a farm in her life, Yeah. to do dairy work. And, and was her, her experience was amazing. And she found out her dad had passed away right. in, in Syria in the war right. while, while she was there. Just a phenomenal to go there at 18 years of age, not know anybody at all. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and and she was very proud. She could. She said she could dig three pen, uh, uh, fence post holes. Yeah. To her bosses too. <laughs> she was really just so proud of that. And amazing people. So yeah, wow. Now uh, really, really good day. The girls had a wonderful day. But I guess a little bit different to that. Yeah. There, there's there's been a bit of royal news lately, mate. Oh, are you, are you across? Are you across the royal news? Are you are you into the royals, Robbie? No, I, I, I like I like um, Arnott's Royals. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I don't mind royal blue. <laughs> right. Well, my my family totally. You guys are monarchists well, all the I, way through. Well, not only about monarchists, but we do like a bit of the royal family. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and uh, you know, obviously, you bring me up to date, mate. Well, I'm, yeah. Well, obviously, I mean, you'd heard the the major news has been going on. The major royal news. What's happened? The Queen's dead. No, 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 point, no, point, no, I don't no, think no. So. Um, uh, not, not, as, not as we record, I'm well, sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Prince Philip has said something stupid. <laughs> that's not news. No, that's every day. <laughs> that's just days that end in Y. Yeah, that's just. Well, um, is it the baby? I thought you might think it was the baby, but it's actually yeah. the last royal corgi's passed away. Oh no, the last yeah, royal the corgi. Queen's last royal corgi. Wow. And, well, the baby news is exciting. I'm actually more focused on the animal. On the animal, on, yeah. And it's sad for me because I think that corgi, who coincidentally his name's Willow. Right, okay. Similar to our friend and your Avengers, yes. uh, fellow Avengers watcher. Absolutely, that you're excited yeah. about. If we can bring it back to, to the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, uh, 
And uh, that dog, Willow, her last corgi, that dog has actually listened to the CD of Baby Sounds that's in my book. Oh, no, really? And I think it might be the last of the Queen's Corgi that has. So, really? When... when, uh, how when, did you manage that, well, man? When, when Willie and, and Princess Kay, yeah, and those are in the inner circle, know them, uh, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when uh, alias is on Facebook, oh, yeah. Well, that's right. Hit me up on Twitter, <laughs> oh, oh, Willie, eh? <laughs> and uh, he, um, when they were pregnant with their first child, I thought I'm going to send a book. Well, perfect so opportunity. I, so, so I sent a book. Now I'm going to pull out. This is, this is great for a podcast. Yeah, yeah. I sent a book to Queen. Yes, Queenie. Queenie, as she's known. Yeah. And Queenie and the Corbys, and also sent a book to uh, uh, Will and Kate. And I got a letter back from both of them. Oh, get out, man. I did. I got a letter from the Queen. No. Now I'm going to let you... You just feel the thickness of that paper, mate. Oh, my yeah. goodness. As I hand the paper to Robbie, and he thumbs it delicately with that his is, that white is some, gloved hand. That is some seriously thick paper there, yeah, mate. some GSM in that, mate, let yeah. me tell you. So... <laughs> So uh, I will read out, you know, the Queen. Dude, I am suitably impressed. Look at the stamp, Buckingham Palace. Holy crap. Dear Dr. Kirkham. Kirkham. (laughs) Not Kirkham. They spelled it right. It says Kirkham. (laughs) Kirkham. Dear Dr. Kirkham, the Queen wishes to write and thank you for your letter with which you enclosed a copy of your book, Tell Your Dog You're Pregnant. Her Majesty greatly appreciates your good wishes for her family and your kind thought in sending this gift. I am to thank you once again for writing as you did. Yours sincerely, Rickon lady in waiting. The Queen, I'm sure it's her signature. Dude, that is phenomenal. (laughs) That is phenomenal. But I also got one back from Kate and Will as well. And look, I'm obviously upset. The last corgi's passed away, and the Queen is suitably upset. Yes, there was a um, in the in the uh, Telegraph newspaper. Uh, the the title is "Queen Hit Extremely Hard by Death of Her Beloved Last Royal Corgi." She was, and so this this corgi, the lineage of this corgi is the fourteenth generation. Wow, of corgis. And look, I know we did a podcast recently. Yeah. I'm wondering, is there a phone call that's gone through to old Babs? I was just thinking that, mate. This, is, this has got Babs written all over it, you know. Oh, hello, Bruce, Barbara Streisand. <laughs> <laughs> How did you clone your dog? Yes. One would like to clone her royal corgi again. <laughs> or maybe maybe she'll even, uh, even send out a nice letter like I've got. Oh, absolutely, yeah, dear, dear, yeah, it's from the lady in waiting. Is that what, the, what it was signed as, the lady in waiting? Lady in waiting, and I can't actually read it. So I'd like to say it was signed by the Queen and personally written. It is typed. Yeah. But it is personally signed by, it looks like, Richenda Elton. Oh, Elton John. Oh, Elton John. Yeah, Elton John, that'll do. Dude, that yeah. is phenomenal. And and that stamp even looks like it's real. It doesn't even look like you've just oh, downloaded it off the internet. It's genuine. <laughs> Genuine. And so, anyway, back to the Queen. And yeah. A vet, a vet was called for the dog on Sunday afternoon. Right. Um, when it became unwell. So, I'm just thinking, I, I had a missed call on Sunday. <laughs> private number. <laughs> yeah, double O, double four, <laughs> you know. Oh, yeah, yeah. Plus, plus double, yeah. yeah. Plus double. Yeah. Oh, no, 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 Who's calling know. me from the yeah, UK? Yeah, yeah. I don't answer UK numbers. <laughs> they, they just want money. It's just... <laughs> Oh, welcome to our UK tax uh, Absolutely. Uh, tax yeah. people over there. <laughs> um, so, and this was the dog, I don't know if you remember, the Olympic cer- opening ceremony in London where she did a, a scene with James Bond, Daniel Craig. Yes, with Daniel Craig, yes. She, that, was, that, was, that was Willow. That was Willie, Willow. Willow. That, Willow that passed away as well. Right. So, um, you know, is, is that then the last corgi ever in England? Like, is there, is there a by royal decree that there are no other corgis? Because yeah, extinct. Are, are, are there yeah. other... No, extinct. I'm pretty sure there'll be other corgis in England, extinct. Your Royal Majesty. Nah, they're sure, all gone. The Telegraph says they're extinct. <laughs> no, I think that are, was the last one. The, Thylacines, dodos, <laughs> and royal corgis. Nor, northern white rhinoceroses. <laughs> and, yeah. And, and, and the long-legged corgis. corgi. I mean, short-legged corgi. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Look, even, even further that, obviously I sent a copy of the book to, to uh, Princess Kay. Yes, as, yeah. As I like to call it. Got a, got a letter back from them. Yes. But not being a royalist, you might not know that they named their baby Louis. Louis, yeah, the, the baby's name is... Was oh, that the little one? Yeah, the, the latest one they the had. The fresh one. The latest one they had. Yeah. They've named it Louis. Well, 
Well, I, I'm suspicious. <laughs> yeah, 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 they've, th- they've named it after me. Oh, wow. Because they've got my book. Yeah, yeah, they've yeah. Listened, they've listened. They played it. To, they had a dog. I can't remember their dog's name. I probably should should have researched that. Yeah. A bit more. <laughs> but, <laughs> but they, uh, they, um, you know, they, they had my book and, and they too sent a letter back. Yes. Dear Dr. Kirkham. Nice. The, should I try an English English voice? Okay, uh, show us what you got, mate. Show us what you got. The Duchess of Cambridge have asked me to thank you for your very kind letter of 18th of January following the announcement that they are expecting their first baby. Fantastic. Unfortunately, we will not be able to name the firstborn after you, <laughs> but possibly the third... Oh, no, I might <laughs> be making... Uh, uh, a little bit there. Their Royal Highnesses were so touched that you took the trouble to send a copy of a book, tell your dog you're pregnant, and have asked me to send you their warmest thanks and best wishes. Fantastic. Yours sincerely, Gemma Kazar. Kazar. Not sure Kazar is. Kazar. My, my wife used to live with a Kazar, but I, know, <laughs> I hope it's not her. But there you go. So there's, there's a bit of a, a royal connection, mate. That, uh, Dude, that is awesome. Got, and, uh, yeah. And, uh, I expect uh, pretty soon we'll have a, a new follower on Instagram. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Willie, Willie and, and Princess Kay. How good would that be? Imagine if one of them writes a, uh, a review for us on iTunes. Oh. There's another letter. Obviously... You know, dear Duke and Duchess of Cambridge, obviously you've found some um, some benefit in in the uh, the reading of my book. Yeah. Um, I've recently started doing a podcast. <laughs> you can find us on iTunes. Please leave us a five star review. It would mean a lot. Thank you very much. Yours truly, Doctor Lewis Kirkham. Yeah. I reckon we get dear Doctor Kirkham, Doctor Anderton. Unfortunately, <laughs> we're Android users. Could you send the link? <laughs> Pretty sure <laughs> that. Uh, perfect plan right up until yeah, that point. Yeah, exactly. oh, mate, you, you have you have blown me away with that, Lewis. That is absolutely brilliant. That, seriously, listeners, that, that e, they are the thickest bits, of, and it's not even white. It's off-white. It's like it's you know it started off as white, and they leave it on the windowsill just long enough so it looks... Oh, now you're going to show me the, the envelope well, the that envelope they came in The too. cream, the beige, the ivory, <laughs> the bone. I don't know what you want to call it, mate, oh. but... It is. It's beautiful. Even the stamps perfectly positioned. Fantastic. We're going to put photos on the page. I oh, reckon. mate. Yeah, yeah. I'll, 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 all the socials. Tag it. Tag Will. I'll take in. a picture of you with those, and we'll hit it straight on there, mate. But the, gee whiz, that I that is brilliant. I um, I had a uh, opened a letter from the Queen once at at, at my vets. Wow. Right? Yeah, yeah. So you know when you start to get some um. You know, this is just a you know my clinic here in Wiley happened a few years ago. You know, you, you get eccentric clients. You know, clients that are. Um, <laughs> Do I you know? know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, it um, is. And so I had I had a lady come in who said to me, um, uh, my mother has just turned a hundred. You know, um, and so she's got wow. the letter from the Queen. I said, right, that's fantastic, that's brilliant. She's like, I want you to open it. Really? What an honour. I got... Like, this is no word of a lie, mate. She handed me the letter. Wow. That was... And I got... Was it bone, beige, ivory... Like, I, you know, I, I, I remembered it being an envelope and I couldn't remember the colour of it, but now seeing those ones, <laughs> it my, a memory, come is, back, it's my come back. memory is jogged, right? But seriously, like, so wow. looking at this, um, sorry, my, my computer's just gone to sleep. Oh, no, we're back. Um, so, but but seriously, like, you know, I said to her, look, this is a big thing for your family, you know, this is a, you know, something that's, you know, you probably should all sit down and go, no, 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 I want you to do it. I want you to open this letter. Please yeah, open bring, it up and read it to me. Bring the whole family sort of thing, isn't it? Round table. Like, like, so, I, to the vet. so I did it. I opened it up and the nurse is sitting there next to me going, what is this? And I got, I know this is insane. Wow. And so we sat down there and I, I read this letter, you know, um, congratulations on turning a hundred and, you know. That's, that's fantastic. It's yeah. nuts, man. Nuts. And was that was that one signed by the lady in waiting, perchance? No, this one. This well, I don't know. I think it was had the uh, the, 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 the 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 royal rules. the royal rubber the stamp saying you know kuchunk, you know <laughs> the, the the wax seal. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think she does it like she just walks out like that? The the lady in waiting has it set out on the on like the the, the coffee table or something. You know, in the uh, you know in the lounge room every morning. So the queen comes out, puts her slippers on. You know, says hello to the corgis that nobody because she's forgotten that the last one's dead. <laughs> Right? But then she walks out and she's got the little stamp and she just goes ka-chunk, 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 ka-chunk. Oh, oh, I reckon, mate, it's just like Dusty Martin signing those footy jumpers. They're just lined up for her. Yeah, yeah. It's just scribble, 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 scribble. A bit like me and my book signings that I have. Oh, yes, yeah, yeah. 
Uh, just the one today? Just signing? Great. Anyone else? Yeah. No. Okay, yeah. no worries. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and then you realise that where they want you to sign on the book is actually for a check. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Aren't, yeah. Aren't we meeting Nathan Buckley today? No. No, it's me. It's oh. me. Oh, oh, oh okay. okay. Right. right. Yeah, no yeah. Or Bomber Thompson. Oh, gosh. Oh, Bomber Thompson. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Hot button topic. <laughs> yeah. Right. Next podcast. Next podcast. <laughs> All oh, right. Yeah. So, so where are we at now? Now, now we're on to um, uh, I'll run and cheat part part two of cats uh, urinating, marking, and spraying. Ah, uh, yes, yes, we are now. Last oh, week, are you all done for your raw news? You haven't, you haven't got a third letter. Oh, Prince Charles no, hasn't sent you no, one. No, 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 I have no, not from. What's the, what's the brother's name? The um, the the one that's getting married soon. Oh, uh, Harry. 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 Yeah, well, you haven't got one if for they Harry. Get pregnant, and oh, they've got, got a dog one. or a cat. Yeah. yeah, boom. Oh, maybe send them one just in advance, in advance of the honeymoon. Just well, if they haven't got a door or a cat, though, it's all awkward. <laughs> yeah, you know. But I'll still get a letter back. Just to get a letter back. It'll, it'll yeah, yeah. They'll reply no matter what. <laughs> <laughs> what are we? Well, let's send them a CD of the of the of the podcast. Why not? Let's, let's do one. it. Let's, let's do it. Let's do it. See what yeah, we we'll get do back. a special one. We'll do a special. Um, a special no, this is special. This is special. This is enough. special enough. We'll, but we'll they're not going to listen anyway. No, that's a good point. <laughs> we'll, we'll get it. On, we'll do it on a golden CD. Yes. Right. Or do we? Or we'll do we get that, that spray paint that yeah, you've got on paint. your microphone. Yes. It's all over your hands oh, now. Hands and now. in your yeah. hair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll spray spray it and we'll send it. Fantastic. All right. Look out for that. Look out for that, listeners. Yeah. Where are we? All right. Back 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 to perhaps something a bit more serious. Yeah, yeah, so Catwoy. Cat Let's get back to Catwoy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're talking about Catwoy now, your Royal Highnesses. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so last week we talked about, you know, we're talking about cats urinating outside the litter tray. Um, and we talked a, a little bit. This is part two we're going to talk about this week. Part two of three. Yes. Um, last week we talked about, obviously, the medical um, you know, uh, problems that can cause um, urination issues. Yeah. Um, this week we're going to touch a little bit on... Um, on, on spraying or marking, as it's called. Yeah, right here. Um, and it, this is often, you know, often it's more anxiety-based, this okay. kind of thing. There's, you know, there's an anxiety reason as to why the cat's doing it. Often the cat will back up to a vertical surface and the tail will go in the air and all sort of... Waggles. Know, yeah. Wang- Gives it a waggle. Wangle, right. That's, yeah, that's, yeah. that's a, a term I haven't seen in the vet dictionary. A wangle. A wangle. A wangle. A, w- a wangle of the dangle. Sounds... Sounds... <laughs> <laughs> Sounds great, and 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 like often it'll be a wall or a corner or a curtain. Um, sometimes it's social significance, so it'll be like on the owner's bed or on some dirty clothes, right? Um, you know, near doors. You know, especially if there are cats outside. You know, yeah. you know that sort of thing. And often these cats will actually poo and wee normally in the litter tray. Yes, right. So, but there'll be these small amounts of litter of wee that they're doing in other spots around the house. And the most important thing I think to realise is the cat's actually communicating with you. So, boom, in, in an odd way, <laughs> not, not odd to the cat. No, no, no. It's like, hey, uh, oh, yeah, well, there's a bit of wee here. I'm just letting you know I'm a bit stressed at the moment. Right, as yeah, you do. Yeah, I yeah. Mean, yeah it's Sometimes my son communicates with a lemon tree too. <laughs> <laughs> Don't know where he learned that from, it's, Lewis. Yeah, no, who would have taught him that? <laughs> that, 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 that lemons grow with, with that sort of thing. Who would have taught him that? <laughs> um, so... <laughs> Oh, we've lost Robbie. You back? So, sorry, yeah. Ruben. Yeah. Oh. Is he? Is it? Does he listen? Do you oh, he listen? does sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, put yeah. it on. The girls go, Daddy. What happened to Taylor Swift? <laughs> oh, um, but it's my podcast. Oh, yeah. Can we listen next time we get in the car? <laughs> Shake it off, girls. You'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. So uh, it's a it's a communication thing. It's really weird that cats communicate with urine. Yeah. But they do. And often owners will say, but the cat's totally normal. It's not stressed. Yes. It's sleeping beautifully. You know, it's doing everything normal. It's a cat. It sleeps all day. Yeah. What's it yeah. got to get stressed yeah. about? Yeah, 19 hours a day. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. But, you know, often owners are totally unaware that there's anything sort of sort of stressful going on. And I, I remember when um, I went to see some clients a while ago, uh, Carolyn and Mike, we'll call them, and they had a cat socks. Yep. Um, and... Uh, and when I went to their home and I walked, I opened the front door, I opened the front door and I walked in the house, I knew the problem, boom, it hit me straight away. The smell, that yeah, right. odour of, of, cat, of wee. cat wee. And I was like, all right, I know what's going on. And they just had a new baby. Right, now, okay. I know, hot on your lips, mate. Get them the book. No, well, no. <laughs> thanks, thanks for that. Yeah, no. A plug. We seem to talk about it every they, time. They, did, they, they didn't tell their baby how to tell your cat that they were pregnant. <laughs> I'm worried that this whole podcast is becoming a plug for a my plug. Every time I bring up something, it's like, no. I was actually, you're going to say, 
Was it a bad baby? A bad baby. Bad, Sorry, you're bad. Yeah, bad baby. Bad, 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 I forgot baby. about the bad baby. Yeah, you didn't get the cue. Come <laughs> oh, on, I held up mate. the sign. Bad baby. Jeez. Neon lights. Oh, it was the LED good. lights. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so look, they just had a baby, and and you know, and socks. The cat was suddenly urinating these, you know, marking all different places. Yeah. And they were like, oh, you know, not it's a bad baby. They're worried it hates the baby. Yes, and yep. that's, that's understandable. But when we sort of looked into it, there were a lot of changes that occur when they brought the baby home. So right. the, the cat liked to sleep in the nursery in a beautiful window seat. Lovely, you know, ah. get the sun of the day in there. Like to spend, you know, 12 hours a day just relaxing there. And as soon as the baby came along, they had to boot the cat out. Yeah, sorry, cat, you're gone. Exactly. So lost his favourite spot. They had less time. The baby yes. had colic. You know, um, uh, I forget the baby's name. Let's call it Jim. Jim, Jim. had colic. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Jim had Poor colic. Jim. Hopefully it wasn't a female. Gassy Jim. Yeah, gassy. <laughs> Windy Jim. <laughs> and uh, and so they had less less time to um to pat and play with him. Um and also he was they were constantly sort of shooing him away. He was wanting attention, he was meowing at them. Yeah, right. attention, they were shooing him away. So we did say to him, I did say to him, look, I don't think Sox hates the baby. No, Just no. Hates that he's not getting as much attention. So you know, we talked about including the cat more in what they're doing. They, yeah. they put an elevated scratching post next to the change table that the cat could sort of get up and they could interact with the cat while changing changing Jim. Jim, Jimbo, yes. Yeah, yeah. Your old mate Jimmy. Yep. And, uh, and, and then they gave him access to the window seat when they were in their supervisor. So when they were feeding the baby... Um, the cat could go in there. That could go in there and have a bit of time in there um, and, and, and sit next to mum in the feeding chair. And that, that helped a lot. And we also did... You know, talk about adding some anxiety, lowering medication, which which did help socks get over the transition. Yes, yeah. All the changes in the house. So obviously, there's medication that can help. Um, other things, you know, we we sometimes recommend sometimes desexing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. An entire male. Yeah. Know, they do tend to spray a bit more, so we will will uh, desex them. And it stings. Yeah. Male cat urine. Yes. Oh my goodness. It's particularly pungent. Oh my goodness. Odeur de cat wee. Odoriferous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, you always know when you got an entire male in the uh, like a, an adult uh, entire male. Yes. You know, in um, I remember there was a cat in um in England that came in um to be desexed. He was about two years old. This big ginger thing. Like he had a head on him like a Wilson oh, basketball. Yeah, they get the big jowls, don't yeah, they? Yeah. Big big huge jowls. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and this was a, when I was in England. It was at the time when David Beckham was was playing. Yes. And do you remember what his um, his nickname was? Uh, Bendit. Gold, <laughs> golden balls. Oh, golden balls. <laughs> no, I didn't know that. <laughs> golden balls. So that's what we called the ginger cat for about ten minutes golden. until then his surgery was over, and after that it was just yeah, just Beckham. Just Beckham. <laughs> <laughs> it was just golden after that. Just <laughs> a golden sad sack. God, oh, gee whiz. So uh, yeah, so obviously yeah, we're desexing, and then you got to try and identify what's the cat stressed about. Yes, are there changes? What's to the, the house? trigger? Exactly. Are there cats outside? Are there renovations? Um, and you know, there are medications you can try. You can try Feliway, which is like a the pheromone. A, yeah, pheromone comes in a spray or a diffuser you can plug in that can help. Um, you know, into increasing interaction with the cat too. Yes. Um, as well, you know, playing with the cat a bit more, giving them food enrichment yeah. devices. So uh, it's because sort of toys that have got food in them, they've got to work to get the food out of. Yep. Um, elevated hidey holes, you know, which can be simple as like a uh, cardboard box turned upside down with a hole cut out of it. And they can, you know, you put a, a T-shirt you've worn to bed up in it and they can get up there and watch what's going on high, you know, maybe on top of a shelf or I was going to say on top of a TV, but TVs are so thin. So these skinny days. these days. Good yeah. luck. <laughs> Yeah, that, that, that wouldn't reduce its stress. It'd go, no. I really love this spot here on the telly. That shows how long I've been doing this. Back in the tube telly days when they were those brick of the things. Yeah, welcome to television. Yeah, that's right, exactly. So, look, um, yeah, that, that, that's pretty basic stuff, I guess. Next week, uh, we'll look at doing part three. Yes. Um, uh, of, a, of urinating outside the litter tray. Um, you know, often they're all sort of interconnected. The problems a little bit the um, the medical problem with the the spraying and the marking, and then also the problem with the actual litter or the litter tray. So yeah, yeah, it can be a whole lot of things sort of interconnecting together. But maybe we'll leave a little bit of a teaser there. Where we next week uh, we uh, look at part three, dive into the litter tray again. Yes, exactly. Um, it's when you um, so the calling the the waggle. Um, my cat Melvin does it, right? Yeah, right. But so nothing sprays, comes out. Nothing comes out. Nothing comes out. Right. He's just, he's just he, like he'll back up onto things. Yeah. The tail goes out and, you know, Christina and I being vets, you know, when the first time we've seen him do it, we've gone, oh, no. 
It started. Oh, no. Yeah. But see, like he does it, gets it the tail right up. Yeah, waggles really waggles it, it flicks it, it, it around. Waggle, yeah. Gives it, gives it, you know, you get a little bit of a wink down around the uh, the, the, <laughs> the, 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 the penile area, you know. Uh, for, and, for, for the listeners there, Robbie's doing a pursed expression with his lips. Your pursed Very expression. tight and, pursed and expression. And waggling like, my hand yeah, in the like air. Like he's like a, whistling yeah. tightly. Um, and, uh, but nothing comes out. It's right. Just a, just a, he just, it just does a little dance and, and then any, that's it. Any particular time he's doing this or? Probably. Not, not when you're getting amorous at all. <laughs> no. <like. laughs> Any awkward um, moment? No. Like, oh, oh, look who's seen it. Look what, look what yeah. Melbourne's doing. <laughs> well, and because it's interesting because he did it before, like he's done it b- before we had kids, done it since we've had kids. It doesn't happen all the time. Yeah. But, um, you know, I mean, we do have other cats around in the areas and things like that. But, um, you know, it, it's one of those things where, you know, like, yeah, he's, it, because it's not happening all the time, because it's no actual we coming out, we kind of go, well, Okay, yeah, you know, we'll, we'll deal with that. That's we'll de- okay. We'll deal with That's that. All good. You know, once it once he starts, you know, <laughs> if he starts painting the walls, then we're in trouble. But you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Alrighty, now we um, well, so we we crack the mailbag. Yes, mate. crack open the mailbag. You want to read or I will read it out? No, you go for it, mate. All right. So we got a Facebook question from uh, from Tanya. Tanya, hi Tanya. Yeah, g'day Tanya. Welcome, welcome. Thanks for listening. Hi guys, I would love to hear your thoughts. Slash experience with cats and essential oils. Essential oils. Yes. In particular, using an oil diffuser with my cat in the room. Is it safe? I've recently started using some oils. And then she's given a name of oils, which uh, being an oil aficionado, aficionado, mate, I'm sure you're well aware of the, the Oils brand. ain't oils? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Velvely. Yeah. You know what yeah, I mean. The, it's, it's these microphones, mate. How good is it? Yeah, it's just <laughs> it just John, brings out the John Laws. John Laws in us. Yeah. Velvely, you know what I mean. <laughs> uh, I heard something about cats and their livers. Oh, yeah, it is livers. Yep. Not being able to process certain oils. Not sure if it's just from having it diffusing in the room or if they have to eat it or something. Thank you. I enjoy listening to your show when I have a minute or two, and Robbie's hilarious. Oh, thank uh, you very much, Tanya. Yeah, great whiz. <laughs> no, that, that's the end of it. Yeah, nothing about me. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, oh, that's just. I reckon they're playing, playing, funny, funny buggers on me, mate. It's just at the bottom of the page, mate. It's just it's got. Oh, cut I off turn there. it. I t- turn it over. Oh, yeah. Lewis is a. I was going to say a swear word. There, he's a very funny guy. <laughs> So well, what do you think? We'll, we'll see if we can get a letter from um, from from one of the royals, mate, to say, look, we listen to your podcast, and one thinks that Lewis is hilarious. <laughs> um, yeah, right. So essential oils. Like I, I have heard of a couple of people, you know, asking about this. Um, and it was something. I mean, I don't use essential oils myself, so it's yeah. not something that I'd really. You're just a natural kind of oil guy. You know? I just. Yeah. A bit, bit of olive oil, you know, you know, but just just rub, rubbing it on, dabbing it on there, you know. Some beard oil at times. Yeah, beard oil, that's right, yeah. <laughs> just to smooth down that hipster so, look. So, some brill cream, brill you know, cream. across, you know, just to try and cover over, you know, give, give myself a nice comb over. You know. Um, so, so yeah, you know, I, I, it was something that um that sort of I had to do a little bit of um reading oh, on. You know. I'm pleased you did. <laughs> These crickets are mine, mate. I'm, oh, really? I'm over to Robbie. All righty, go. So, the ASPCA, the American Society of Protection of Cruelty to Animals, yes. they've got a really cool website about, you know, it covers a whole lot of toxins and things like that. And um, for any, you know, uh, vets or vet students or anyone listening, they actually do quite a lot of um, uh, uh, continuing education and stuff like um, uh, webinars and that sort of stuff. I did a couple of web webinars a couple of years ago. It's really, really good stuff. Right, yep. um, and so I had a look on there and um, on their website and... And um, I, I think the hard thing is, is that there's so many different essential oils that you never know exactly which ones are going to do, are going to be bad and which ones are going to be good. And a lot of it comes uh, okay. down to concentration of, and I, I think, so one of the things that they were saying is that oils are so easily absorbed, you know, so, and cats, um, so they, they absorb quickly through the skin, they absorb quickly through the gut, um, that if they're exposed to a large concentration of it, then they will absorb an awful lot of it. Right. So, um, there were a couple of ones, um, so, you know, one of their questions, are essential oils toxic? The answer, as we so often see, is slightly more complicated than a simple yes oh, or no, since there are various factors that come into play. Uh, did you shut down the website, go to 
Wikipedia? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, 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 yeah. Get off That's the not fence. What we want. Yes or no? Get off the fence. We want a black and white answer. Um, so uh, let's see. There's um, you know, so products containing essential oils such as fragrances, shampoos, and medicinal products often contain from one to twenty percent essential oils. However, there has been an increase in the popularity of more concentrated essential oils. Some going as high as a hundred percent. Wow. Doesn't get any higher than yeah, that, no, mate. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's your, that's your uh, your highest, yes. Yeah. Um, so, um, uh, they can be used to make your house smell better, repel mosquitoes, improve sleep, boost moods, or even help alleviate nausea. For pets, they are most commonly used for repelling fleas and helping with separation anxiety. I have to say, I have zero um, uh, 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 experience in the use of essential oils for Either of those I, things. I, I must say that website just lost all credibility to me, mate. I, do, I think uh, I don't I, think they've said that you can use. I think they say that they may be used. Then I don't think they're advocating uh, the use for no, it. But um, well, it doesn't work for either of those fleas or separation anxiety. No, I've heard of people using lavender or chamomile kind of fragrances for separation anxiety and the thought that they're calming. But no, that, that's that, no, no, no. That, that, that sounds like um, a hearty case of BS. Yeah. Um, so I think the big thing. Um, so uh, symptoms to look for ataxia, muscle weakness, depression, behaviour changes in severe cases, hypothermia and collapse of hypothermia, getting really cold probably because they're going into shock, oral exposure, vomiting, diarrhoea, central nervous system depression can be seen, severe cases, seizures and rarely liver injury uh, injury has been reported. Here we go with the Penny Royal and Melaleuca oils and if inhaled aspiration pneumonia can occur. Yeah, well that was the one that got me. Now I think if you get oils into the lungs... Bad like, yeah, that's news. not ideal, is it? So no. certainly, yeah, like if it was a heavy, I don't really know my essential oils, but I, if my feeling was heavy in the air with a lot of oil, yeah, um, then I'll be concerned about the lungs definitely. But I don't know. I, I don't reckon unless they're getting the oil over their coat, you know, if they just if it's in a large room and they're not spilling oil on their coat, I'd be very surprised if it caused any damage. I've never heard of it. No, no. I, I think the big thing would be. Um, how close the cat gets it because it's like anything you know, if you've got a diffuser you know it, the concentration is going to be the highest closest yeah, to where it's diffusing sure. from yeah. isn't it yeah. you know? so if the cat's spending a lot of time near where the diffuser yeah. is then I guess then you'd be more concerned that potentially it's going to be absorbing more of the stuff in so, so we're recommending Tanya takes the cat bed off the top of the diffuser is that what you're suggesting <laughs> yes like absolutely hot yeah, tip yeah. Hot, 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 hot tip, tip there Tanya hot tip, keep Tanya. that in mind yeah for sure um, alright we've got to wrap this up I reckon what yeah, do you reckon yeah. yes or no um, I think unlikely. Yeah, I un- unlikely. Un- unlikely, but just keep it off your cats. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and keep it up high so they're not going to go and get close to it. I think that's probably a good tip. Or, or keep it in a room away from the cat. Yeah, well, yeah. that's true. Yeah, 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 yeah. that'd yeah. be another not a, thing. Not, not a confined small room, maybe a large room. Maybe well ventilated. Well ventilated. Well ventilated. How's that? Love it. Excellent. All right, guys. Well, I reckon that's about it. So uh, that's it for the Ocho episode eight, Dunsky. Yeah. yeah, right. Well done. All right. We'll we'll see you next time, guys. Yep, yep. Peace out, everybody. Bye. See you later. Bye. Thanks for listening to Two Vets Talk Pets with Lewis and Robbie. To chat further about this week's episode or ask the guys any questions, search Two Vets Talk Pets on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, or send an email to twovetstalkpets at gmail.com. You can find Lewis on Twitter with the handle at vetbehaviorist, and more importantly, as the two pet heroes return to their day job of saving animals' lives, be sure to thank them with a five-star review on iTunes. Every time you do, a small, cute animal will receive a cuddle.